This episode is brought to you by Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I'm Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today in the house, we have Mr. Mike Doyle joining us for today. Yep. Mike Doyle of uh, Your Daily Bread, B-R-E-D.com. Really funny comic and... Well, I don't know. Is it a comic comedian? What do you go by? Who are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. It's yeah. It's like a it's a daily drawn comic. Drawn comic. I should have yeah. clarified. It's a it's an illustrated. Well, the web comic, I think, is like the term that I've tried. I've found. You're, Whatever. You're so. coining it, or you found that, and you're just acquiring it. I'll just coin it. It's mine. Exactly. I, uh, That's what I'm saying. You, trademark I made it up right now. Right. I was like, if it doesn't have a trademark next to it, coin it. And get your coin. So Mike is the creator of Your Daily Bread, and he has uh, a new book out about whether couples uh, and how to figure out how couples should stay together. It's pretty funny. And uh, I'm like, how long have you been together in your coupling? Oh, I'm single. He's not. That's why. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's it. Show's <laughs> over. We're not promoting the book. Bye, Stop Mike. It. Play, Stop it. But there's a the reason. Music. All right. So. <laughs> Bye, Mike. <laughs> Sarah. My goodness. It's like when clients used to come to me, because when I first started out, I worked solely with kids. That was right. the thing. And parents would be sitting there and I'd be doing the session and they'd be like, do you have kids? And I'd be like, no, but that doesn't mean I can't be good at my job. And my ignorant ass thought that was true. Then I had children of my own. <laughs> And I was like, I should have slapped myself back then. <laughs> okay. Can I just interject for one second? Always. There's, do you ever see that movie with Tony Danza where he's got a daughter and he's going to get advice about it? Tony Danza and he has, goes a to a Danza it, has a movie? Danza has a movie? It wasn't Who's the Boss? <laughs> no, it was like he had a daughter and the daughter was a geek and then she became really hot. She started dating boys. So he was going to a, a guy who wrote a oh book about having a daughter. You never seen this movie? No, like, oh, I, I'm like, I, did you see our reaction of like? I, I was stuck I think it's on... called "She's Out of Control" from 1989. And that's Tony yeah. Danza. Yes, <laughs> was it Tony Danza? Yep. What? Oh my God. Yeah. The therapist at the end. Spoiler alert. He's like, oh, I don't have kids, so it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that was a real thing. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't know which part was better about that segment, but our incredulation at. Tony Danza actually having a full feature film or like that total oh this totally fell flat now because it took so long because the girls were so incredulous that Tony Danza actually had a movie Buddy. and who's that other dude the single dude out in Europe somewhere and he's all well known of like I'm the relationship guru and I'm like homie you have been single forever oh the comedian with the HBO series no, he's some hot guy, and it's, I'm going <laughs> to teach you how to get a man and be good in your relationships and shit. And he's uh, got all these videos. He's super famous, y'all. I don't follow a lot of videos of super hot guys from <laughs> Europe, so. <laughs> I'm going to look up his name. If somebody knows his name. I'm not going to type in super hot guy from Europe into Google. <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't am. <laughs> Oh my God, this devolved really quickly. All right, so Mike, tell us about yourself and your daily bread and how you uh, sold all your shit in 2015 and traveled the country. 
My name is Mike Doyle, and Daily Bread is a. I do a bunch of things like uh, entrepreneur wise, but Daily Bread was just a comic I started over three years ago, and I was just doodling. And I was just frustrated about something, so I just started drawing. I think my first comic was, oh, great, someone just made a shitty comment about something that took me months to create, draw, and then put on the internet. Right. And then I posted it. Because <laughs> it was like, it's like you do something and just people come out of nowhere and have a fucking opinion. And so I was like, I did that, and then I just started doing it every day, so it turned into the comic. And prior to that, the whole selling everything, this kind of goes to the whole relationship part because I was married for three and a half years and then okay, got divorced so that suddenly. that's important information. <laughs> now he is a valid, I feel comfortable yeah. moving forward. Right. <laughs> I have a background with a relationship, <laughs> just one. But yeah. So, yeah, I got divorced and then sold all my stuff and traveled a year after she left. And I just kind of lost my shit. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to change. So, sold everything and traveled. And then I ended up just like living around the country, just renting spots and just Airbnb and things like that. So, it's like it all culminates to like all that kind of culminates to the comic and then the book. And I drew a, a book about my divorce. It's called How to Get Divorced, People going th- a book for people going through some shit. And I like took my comic and I just visualized what I went through. Mm-hmm. And then the singles book that I just did is just basically thinking of ideas of how to just self-publish something. And I think like I did a, my first book was just a collection of my drawings. I was like, people are going to read this and it's going to take like maybe 10 minutes and they're going to put it down. There's no reason to pick it back up. So how do I make it interactive? So then I started doing sketchbooks that I would leave in bars one of them was called Drink and Draw, a sketchbook for single people sitting at bars. And it would just keep prompts. Draw the bartender, draw a unicorn, That's draw awesome. yeah, some weird shit. And I'd leave them around bars in Raleigh. You had her at and Unicorn. And then my second book. What's up? You had her at Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The end. Exactly. No, that's super so, yeah. like genius though. Yeah. And we were so before we got on with you, we were doing a little Google. And I was like, see, this is a great example of how anyone can create their own economy. If you just have the drive and the creativity, anybody can create their own economy. And you, and it's the courage too, right? Because most people would have been like, I'm too embarrassed. Or, oh, what if somebody picks up the book at the bar and is like, talk shit. Or like somebody mm-hmm. would be way too afraid to just be like, yeah. I'm making this book and leaving this shit at bars around Raleigh. And we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I freaking love that. That's well, what I mean. It's the, that everyday the fear is always yes. there, though. You just push through it. I'm not saying that fear shouldn't be there. It's just like you do it anyways. Oh, yeah. And we don't say should or should not. Yeah. We don't use shaming language. But it's not that we're not negating the fact that the fear might present you're just doing it in spite of it correct the courage and the the courage is bigger than the fear what's the name of your comic book character no one knows i've told nobody so it's kind of like one of those things where okay so he doesn't have a name it has a name it's actually out there in the internet it's hidden but if you really search for it you can find out you could see what the name is but it's like one of those things where i was like i think i'm just not going to tell anybody I got you. Right. Yeah, Joe's now going to find mystery. it. And now I won't do that. Everyone is going to no, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I mean, like, that's just I, I thought, genius marketing where he's creating I saw, that like, mystery. A couple, 
Yeah, it's, you got to have that kind of. It's like, how do you make a how do you make a product interesting? You got to have right. one thing. It's oh, and this is a mystery. It's like, it's like right. how I met your mother. That whole like, mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna keep the mystery going. Who is she? How did I meet her? Oh, genius! I never watched exactly. that show. I've watched like three episodes, but I understand the, the premise of it. Okay. She saw like the last episode. And that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's who she is. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you though, because you said. Sure. You sold everything, lost your shit when you got divorced and traveled the world. So what I hear often is the dynamic. So I don't know what you know about us, but my background is as a therapist and I worked with kids first and then with hundreds of couples. And so what would happen, and I still see it even in my coaching because couple stuff comes up in coaching no matter what, right? It's the the whole phenomenon where the husband's, oh my God, this was such a shock and surprise and I had no idea she was leaving. And the wife's, I've been fucking telling you for years. Yeah. And the husband is, I missed all of the, I missed all of that and this is still a shock to me. Is that what happened? Mm, not, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, not really, like, because I was, it was funny because I'm visiting my mom's in Savannah, my mom's house in Savannah. That sounded so weird. I'm in Savannah <laughs> visiting my mom as I'm, doing like a friend's birthday weekend lots of information there so we were drinking last night and we're talking about this and she's did you see any signs about the divorce because she always brings it up because moms love bringing up shit from six years ago that makes you sad accurate mom i know you're listening to this see you're not alone you and mike's mom can hang out that's right you just got to come to savannah and yeah it's and i was like i like I could look back and there were certain things where she'd bring it up. Like we don't do X and and at the end, like that kind of culminated, oh, we should have done more of that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was just, I think it was, I was, I just turned 30 right around the time we got married. She was still in her twenties. So it was like, I have, I created a rule after this that there's, I don't think that anyone who isn't in their thirties yet, isn't ready to get married. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I went through that. And I feel like once she turned 30, she just flipped and just became who she was going to become. And then she ended up mm-hmm. just falling in love with her business partner. And then just like, mm. then she went off in that direction. Cause he was like way more gotcha. granola and hippie and all that crap that she wanted. But yeah, gotcha. man. Yeah, You're not bitter I, about it I, anymore at like... all. You've totally worked through that. I can tell. <laughs> I, I definitely worked through. <laughs> Sorry. Someone just came in. Oh, I'm on a. Mom, I'm on a podcast. Oh, can we meet mom? <laughs> Let's meet Let's mom. Meet mom. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. That's awesome. And we're live streaming. We're, so, we're mom, live streaming. I'm live so streaming mom, on a podcast. <laughs> Get out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, you know, far up tonight. Yeah, I forgot the question. Yeah, I didn't know. I just, I didn't see it. And even looking back, and I'm definitely, I was way more pissed off obviously back then and that's kind of like the like the draw the book that i did about the divorce like the way i drew it was like it was legit it was this is exactly what i went through this is how i got over it. and it was just like i just after going through all that travel i ended up going to see them face to face and like forgiving both of them like mm-hmm. in this because what happened was the way that they met is that she wanted to open a crossfit and then there was three other partners so i, en- I ended up help funding her do that and then it was like four of them and then so they had this gym and then she fell in love with him and then like I couldn't go there anymore and I was just really mad. So then I traveled and came back. And so it was, it was weird because I ended up going back to the gym that I helped start where they met, sat with the two of them. And I was like, 
I officially got over this. Like, I forgive the two of you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't condone what you did, but I can't be mad anymore. Right. Which was super cathartic. And then now it's like when I talk about them, like, it's shitty because she just, after a while, I was just like, after that, I realized that she is, for me, I just don't like her as a person. So I just, right. just I'm like, I don't speak so positively about it because she kind of sucks. So right. the growth that you experienced actually was more of, it was personal growth of understanding what would be in alignment for you in the future. So, and yeah. a person who would be in alignment for you, right? As you were talking that, I was imagining the scene from Friends where Rachel had left the voicemail of, I'm so over right. you. Yeah. And Ross was like, when were you under me? Yeah. Like you have to have that, that understanding of self. And I think that a lot of us go through that in partnerships regardless, because sometimes things just fall and like we do it all the time, like we're growing and mm-hmm. in this space of, of having the courage to speak up and be like, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, thanks so much for doing that. If you can't have those simple conversations, then that speaks to the root of a bigger right. problem, I think. The lack of the Oh, totally. Lack of, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing, if anyone gets yes. divorced or crushed or whatever it is, you have to, it's you only have time just to self-reflect and if you put the blame on someone else the whole time you just you're not going to get over it it's like you have to look and be like what didn't i do and like how am i handling this why am i so mad why am i so angry and then moving forward you'll still get angry about things but if you catch it really fast and then you can be like all right i see what's happening right now i'm going to let myself just be mad for the next day or two but then i got to get this shit together everyone meets that person who's just they're so unaware of who they are and they're so just Debbie Downer or just pissed all the time. And you're like, you have no idea that you're the problem. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, the world's the problem. The world's a problem. And so, so, the- so for you, yeah. what is it that you took ownership of? Did you sit down and take ownership of your stuff? Because I feel like that's part of the process too. Yeah. I was putting the blame on them that it was like they did this to me. And at, in the, at the end of the day, it was like she just ended up liking somebody else. That's as simple as it could be. There's, it's mm-hmm. not... It's not as easy as that. It's not so dry. There's depth to that. But I was just like, okay, like she just chose to do that. So if I go in the rest of my life being like, you're an asshole, she doesn't care. She, right. There's not, I'm the one thinking about it. I basically got mad at myself for being mad. I'm like, I'm a happy dude. Mm-hmm. Why am I so mad? This right. isn't me. And then so, that was the part of it. So then for you, the journey of the, the, of, selling everything and up and leaving. Talk to us about some of the breakthroughs or memorable, like that was a turning point. It was so weird. Like I'm a big fan of the universe and manifesting. I'm not like super woo, but I'm pretty open to it. And it's- You've come to the right place. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with my people. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, you don't have to preface anything. No, we're good. All you have is just time. So you get on the road. Like when I got, the day I left, there was this giant blizzard. And I'm leaving New Jersey and I like packed my car with everything and I'm driving to my sister's house and I'm just like, holy shit, like this is happening. You felt free. I just felt open to whatever mm-hmm. was going to happen. It wasn't like I did crazy things. Like I went and jumped out of a plane or did anything extreme. It was just, if someone looked at the whole trip, they'd been like, it seems pretty boring. Like you just spent a lot of time by yourself, but it was conversations that I had with people where it was like, in that moment, I'm like, I'm so mad right now. And one of the Airbnbs I went to, in I was in Austin. It was the fourth one I went to when I was there in a month. 
And I walk up to the door and I walk and these guys are having a conversation. I'm like, hey, Mike, I'm going to be living here. So like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, how to give up anger. I was like, what the fuck? Like I like walked into this setting where these guys are talking about the thing that I need to get over. And I just had these conversations with the guy who owned the house and he would just say all these right things. So it's like. How'd you get over anger? Oh, thank said. you. Thank you. I didn't hear it. That's okay. Thank you. Usually it's me talking too fast. Right. Yeah. It's, sorry. I'll, I'll slow down. So the universe put it. They were like, this is what you need to learn. So we are going to put these two right. people it right literally in was front like, of you. We're going yeah. to yeah. make you stop and yeah. Yeah. elaborate and listen. Well, because you're open to it at that point. All you have is just time and just being like, all right, show me where the fuck I need to learn. Like just throw it in front of me. And it was weird because it just happened. And it was so subtle. So you have to really pay attention to it. So it just opens your eyes too. So even now when I got back from traveling, like I'm just way more aware of the things that I need to have. If I'm I'm like, I, I need this to happen and then something pops up. But it's, you have to have that radar being like, oh, that's that thing. Let me pay yeah. attention to this some more. Yeah, that level of awareness of that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So then what did you learn about letting go of anger? Last week, I had I had this other podcast that I do about like late 90s punk rock. And this guy wrote, gave me like three stars. And he just wrote, he should have known more of this and this. And he and, like he just called me out on all this crap. And I saw it in the morning, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, where if someone leaves a bad review or if it's like someone says something shitty, if it's, you start your day seeing that, I noticed that it just grew. Like I was getting mad. It just started mm-hmm. to just grow in me, and I felt it. And then there was a part of me that was like, okay, why am I so mad about this? And that's what I learned is, is going, all right, there's something more, there's something deeper totally. here what is it on why I'm so mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the trigger here? What does this go back to? Like, right. why am I making this bigger than this? It was some dude who was just right. with mm-hmm. bringing his own shit to the table. And Correct. he's, I'm mad because I gave an hour to this and I had other things to do. It's, that's what I'm hearing. Right. And then I'm like, this fucking guy's ruining my day because he right. just expressed. And I'm like, I'm shitting on bands in my podcast. So I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> so if you break it apart and you just see that you're like, okay, like that's what happened, but I'll be mad. But then it just, it goes away faster. Cause I'm not sitting there going. So then in that situation, what was it triggering in you? I think it was just the fact of, I thought of, I'm putting so much time into doing this thing and I'm trying to blame him for not seeing that, but no one ever sees the behind the scenes. No one ever sees how the sausage is made, really. Like, they don't care about that. They just care about the end product. So I just talked through it on what did they see? It was like, what am I not seeing that they're seeing? So I just, and I'm like, they're not a bad person. They just expressed what it was. And so I just need to just fucking drop it and not have this ruin my week. Yeah. So the thing that it was triggering in you is that they were, you felt like it was devaluing your efforts and who you are and your, what you're producing in the world. Totally. I've been in a freelancer for 16 years. So all I have is myself mm-hmm. and it's, you almost think that there's an ego part that shows up and you think like you earn this respect or you should just get it from people, mm-hmm. but no one cares. Some people do. Some people are fans and or, or like what you do. And that stuff's cool, but you can't just live off of that. You can't just be like, oh, good, positive. Oh, here are the likes I'm getting. Like, here's totally. all the positive feedback. That's, not that's really all growth. external. Mm-hmm. That's all external stuff rather than internally you knowing your worth and knowing your value. And no matter what the feedback is, you get externally how many likes or comments or whatever. You're like, this is my vision and my mission. And here's why I'm yeah. doing it. 
Well, yeah. and especially when yeah. you're a creative entrepreneur, right? And you're literally, it's like your heart and soul is going out and people are judging it by mm-hmm. their dollars. Creation yeah. itself <laughs> is vulnerable. Yeah. Creation, no matter what the creation yeah. is, creation itself is an act of vulnerability. And so when people are shitting all over it, it's not fun. No. And that's something too, is it's people who are creative, like I grew up, I was in a, like a band when I was younger. So I would write music and put out music. And then I would, with a comic, cause I can draw on that. And then I have this podcast that I do about like punk rock. So it's, I'm always creating something, but people who create are so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Because yes, we you're, are. you're right. It's, you are, it's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're what? I said, you're yes, better. we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's part of it. So you guys just understand that and be like, okay, fine. Like I'm going to pout today, but right. I can't have this be the next three years of my life. So Correct. Yeah, you're not defined by it. You're just, you own that you're entitled to have the feelings about it because feelings are neither good nor bad. They just Mm -hmm. are. I have Mm -hmm. to get it in once an episode. I know. I find it. (laughs) I dig it, man. Oh my God. Well, and I love the balance, right? The balance of I'm going to acknowledge that I'm feeling pissed. I'm going to allow myself to feel pissed for a day, but then that's my time limit on it and I'm not going to let it consume me. Yeah. Or Acknowledgement like, versus consumption. Yeah. I'll look, I'll be like, okay, next Wednesday, I'm not going to care about this. So. Right. Yeah. I'll just, right. I'll throw, throw it out a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. like all of the life, right? <laughs> all of the life that I live and have yet to live. You're not going to remember that shit. Yeah. Do I, is it really going to have that great of an impact, right? Is this interaction that I have today going to carry me through or is it going to weigh me down? And if it's going to weigh me down, then I'm going to like acknowledge the feelings, address it and move on because it's not worth it in this big, in all the years that I have ahead of me. Salesforce offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience. If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today. You asked me before about what things I learned when I was traveling. So I picked two spots when I when, before I sold everything. I was like, I'm going to go to Austin and I want to go to Portland just because I had a reason that I just, something from my past I wanted to connect with and like kind of. Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine? Portland, Oregon. Like I, like I wanted to go there because cause my ex was actually, she had lived there prior to us meeting. So I'd always heard about it. And it was awesome. I was like, I want to go there. So two crazy things happened. Like one, when I was in. California, I had met with a previous relationship prior to me getting married where that girl, she had lived with me in New Jersey and she was cheating on me. And then, you know, I found out about it and it was like, that was really hurtful. So we met up, she was like, Hey, I haven't seen you in seven years. I know things ended badly. Would you want to meet up? She's like, I'm married now. I have a kid. I was like, absolutely. That's cool. So we met up, we meet up a couple times a week and get coffee and just talk. And at the end of the week, she's like, do you want to talk about the elephant in the room? And uh, it's like, sure. So we go to Santa Monica. And I don't know if, if, if you've ever been there, but it's just, it's not the, like the beach. It's like the neighborhood is on a cliff and you look down the beach is far away. So it's not like you just walk up to the beach. So we're on this cliff. It's a park. It's 70 degrees out. We're just sitting there in California where like we met and she's just like, okay, this is what happened. And I'm laughing the whole time. And she's like, why are you laughing? I go, because I don't care anymore. 
Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes to your point of it was, I was like, this was seven years ago. So in that moment, it was, I was like, I don't think this conversation's happening for me. I'm like, I think it's happening mm-hmm. for you. Correct. Yes. 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 That so literally bad. like yes. you just took the thoughts out of my head. Like yep. it wasn't about you. Yep. She needed to say it for her. So she felt better about herself. That was her. That was her resolution. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not. And aligning. asking for forgiveness from him. In yeah. A way. yeah. But I'm not, and I'm not like yeah. aligning that it's a, it's a, uh, a negative thing that she had to feel better about right. herself. I'm saying like, in oh, totally. No, I, I totally got that. Yeah. Closure. It was like closure, but you felt it too. You I know, felt like heard by Sarah. I felt like you got it, but I felt no, Sarah. I'm with you. I heard you. I see you and I hear you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I you. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> I appreciate Literally you. Literally both. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's, you felt that energy. Like it's, because when she broke up, I was so mad at her and I like lashed out and I was like wrote songs and said so much like awful shit about her. And then, but then we're sitting there face to face and it's like you feel all of that just go away, which mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. And also taught me that seven years from this point, I'm probably not going to care about my exactly. divorce. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, or it's going to be defined differently. I and care I'm, about it differently or it's going totally. to, you know. Which brings me yeah. to my question that I was oh, like waiting for him to, st- I was like, stop talking. I want to ask you this. <laughs> just be like this. Just be like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because you have these, you've shared these two relationships and what went down with them. And so how does that impact your view on relationships and how you show up in relationships moving forward? I just think that you have to have a, a really crazy amount of communication and super raw when you first meet someone and you connect with them and you like fall in love or whatever that's part that part's great but you're like painting a picture of who they are and they're painting a picture of who you are but it's like when you open up and you're like okay cool we're, we created this space for the two of us we obviously we feel an energy with each other we like it we love being around each other this is great you get all the feels and all that, all that mm-hmm. great shit but I all think those like chemicals. all those endorphins and the say, oxytocin all the and all the things <laughs> that people all the science yeah. just yes. starts yes. happening. But I think that people don't have scary conversations. It's like when you meet someone in like a networking event or in business. Like you just talk about top level crap. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you get to the next level and the next level? And what's like the scariest level you can get to where you can un unveil things to somebody where you're like, this is some dark shit that I've held on to. Like like you've murdered somebody, but this is my scariest thing. Or this is like the thing I've never told anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can either come close to that or get to that with somebody and have them not be like freaked out or, or whatever it is, or be like, I think of this, I don't know. I think there's, Communication, there's like physical communication and it's like, what do you expect out of that part of the relationship and what are your hopes and dreams and all those different buckets. And even if someone doesn't agree with you, it's, but you have to have that conversation still. And then maybe you bring that out of them. You're like, why, why does that throw you off and have them be like, that's a good question. It's like how before when I got angry, I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I so angry? So I go back in myself and be like, maybe moving forward, if this happens again, I'll I realize why I'm angry. I won't be so angry because it doesn't mean anything. So I think with communication Mm -hmm. with like in a good relationship, it's just talking as much as possible and like just try to experience somebody as much as possible. And I think just communication and knowing all the stuff about someone is like that to me, it seems like it's key. What would be one of your dark shit that you would reveal to the future person that you're with? 
you like go back to when you're a kid, it's like, what are all the things that happened? I don't know, then because everyone's, oh, I'm so I'm like this because when I was a child, my my dad yelled at me in this one time or whatever it was. So it's like, mm-hmm. go back to then. So I don't know, like I'd have to like really open up, think about it and be like, what is like something that I would be afraid to tell somebody? But I think I would probably do that to them. I'm I was just going to see how far I could get. <laughs> I'd like to just test it out. No, I dig it, man. <laughs> I'm pretty transparent about a lot of stuff in my life. You Like even with the comic, I have a podcast where I just sit by myself and just talk about stuff and open up about it. I'll talk about old relationships. I'll talk about like my dad when he died, like sitting up by his bed and watching that happen. It's, I'll get raw with it. So I dig it. Where do you find it hard to get raw? I think it, it depends on the amount of audience that you have. If it's a one-on-one conversation, it stays there. Mm-hmm. And the more eyes or ears you have on that, you have more... It's like when you're telling it's when you're telling a story and you have maybe a couple people around you, you're gauging the room, your eyes are looking at their eyes, being like, yep. How you taking this in? Right. So that starts to make you close off a little bit. But I could see that with other people, but I try to pull that out of people. I'm like, look, like I don't I like to get to the core of who they are and like ask them questions where they feel comfortable, mm-hmm. but not push it so far where they're like, I'm really uncomfortable right now talking about things. I'm like, I didn't right. really ask you anything too crazy. Like you can see how far they they'll retract. go, like you asked me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm enjoying this conversation very much. I got to be honest. That's awesome. I'm just, I'm taking it all in. Yep. So for your new book, a couple. Yeah, the couple's checklist. Okay. So mm-hmm. give us a little something from that. We should have been prepared with the title. We've looked at it like four times this morning, but we didn't write it down. <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> so this this basically oh man when I do interviews with my punk podcast I, I'll Wikipedia like ten minutes before I'm like all right uh, smell this but I typically I want to know that I want to get the answers from someone just from me just being interested I'm like so tell me about this they're like you don't know yeah. about that I'm like no I don't know about exactly. this exactly like, fucking tell me like I want it to be organic totally yeah. yeah I'm like who are you like of course I didn't sit here for that's hours why we don't prep people you. either mm-hmm. yeah yeah I like being spur of the moment yep. so the book was like the creative part was. I'm annoyed. I drew a character speaking what I wanted to say. And then every single day I've posted that for over three years, which is, okay, mm-hmm. that is my, I get up in the morning. I have to do this. I have to think about something. But then I found out when I'd go out, cause like being a single guy living in a city, I go out all the time, even during lockdown, obviously that was possible. But as soon as restaurants open up, I'm like, all right, cool. Where, what restaurant in town has a bar and I'll go there and I'll sit there and just have some drinks draw some stuff. And then I started just having random thoughts and I would put it down in my phone in the notes mm-hmm. near my, my notes section. So I had this giant list of, and so a lot of it's crap. It's, I'm like, man, I, what the fuck? How much did I drink last night? What am I saying? <laughs> so it's like in doing that, I just start, I'll doodle in this book and draw my character just doing funny, weird things and I'll post it. And then in that, I'm like, okay, what can I do with this? What's like another medium I can put this out on? And then I was, oh, maybe I should start a podcast because the comic is just this, is the core of it. But how can I open this up to people where they meet me and maybe get more attached to what I'm doing? So then it's not me on video, it's my voice. So they're like, you're mm-hmm. hearing me, but you're seeing the comic and you're seeing my actual handwriting. And it's like me, it's like the inner side, inner part of me, that's what they're getting. So then the comic gets to become the mask. Right, totally. It's like mm-hmm. a complete mask. I don't even yeah. put, like, I noticed the other day, I was like, I haven't posted a photo of myself in like 
four years, three years, whatever it is, because I just stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I use Instagram stories because after 24 hours, it dis- it like disappears. So you can right. you can throw something out there and then it's gone. So that you can play with that a little bit. Except that it's archived and you can put it in a highlight reel. And I'm like, and then yeah. let people there's in. so much there's here to dig in like, on. The I'm photographer like... and like the, the photographer and the personal branding person in me is like, I'm sitting here just like twiddling my thumbs, waiting for the opportunity. Dude, you didn't think we noticed that your picture wasn't in there? Like, let's unpack that. And I'm like, and let's unpack all the <laughs> mental and emotional shit that's under that. Hey, man. I mean, we don't need to go that deep, but like, go for I feel like fun. I need to get the plug in. To- Everyone needs a photo. One. Oh, totally. Just well, one, the one photo. Well, the one that I'm going to send you, which is funny, which you probably, you're going to pick apart. It's a promo shot that I got 10 years ago, but it's my favorite photo. No, please come to the studio. <laughs> please right, come to the studio. We'll, we can use both, but you can totally come to the studio. We can even put a green screen. We can put you with your character. In the back. So this, maybe that that'll look fun. good for like the, the thumbnail. What is yeah. that? Got to get that attention from people. Come visit yeah. us in the studio. See, look, his entrepreneur brain is already mm-hmm. tick, 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 tick. Totally like, I love it. What's going to get it. someone to click on this? It's like, our- yes, <laughs> that is my know. life. That's how that you know. How, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like, yes. don't get me wrong. I put things out there loosely, but I'm also like, there's a strategy behind there stuff. Yes. Going, yes. What, what's also going to get this to get shared, maybe? Yes. You know, or, yes. Yeah. And what also trips over itself, like yesterday, and I'll jump over the second, but yesterday I put, does anyone else's mom call them to just tell them horrific shit they saw on the news? Yeah. In doing that, I'm asking a question, which obviously got engagement, but I didn't plan on that. It just turned into people going, then they started commenting. I was like, oh, that totally worked out. This is great. This is great for my algorithm right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Love it. Because, yeah, we do And I was that. like, wait, we totally got off topic. He, We asked him, give us something from the book. Still haven't gotten anything. Okay, so the book. book. Okay, the way, oh, yeah. And then the, <laughs> so the way I got the book, all right, the whole idea is what's going to get someone to pick this up consistently? And that kind of all c- comes together. So the sketchbook was what's going to get people to draw on this and constantly want to open it and do something. And then the second sketchbook was everyone keeps drawing dicks in all these books. Let me just give them what they want. So that was like draw some Richards, a sketchbook for people who like to draw, you got the idea. And it was like, and it was called Richards because I didn't want Facebook to take the ad down if I put it up. So right. I put it on a landing page. Right. So it was like, my brain keeps going, what's the next thing I can do? So the couples book, I was out and I was like, I should just do a bullet list of things that couples should do that's sweet and fucked up. Because then that's like that vulnerability of, there's that scared part where I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm unleashing things that are in my brain now it's out there and it's yeah. like that you know like that dark part where you're going this is the things that i think i did it so fast but when i go back and I look at it i'm like there's so much going on in this book because it's just supposed to be it's supposed to be funny but at the same time when a couple gets it either they're gonna go oh let's go do this but then there's a couple of them that are so fucked up where they're going if someone say like one of the people are reading it and they look at the other and they're like what, what are your thoughts and in that moment right there the two of them are like on like a could be potentially be a standoff because they're like I don't know what they're thinking right now. This is weird. Mm-hmm. And we've been dating for X yeah. amount of you know X amount of years, and so it became this kind of psychological thing where it can really start a conversation, and then it could also start a conversation in themselves of why wouldn't they could go I wouldn't do this, but why wouldn't I do this? Or if they said that they wouldn't do it, you're like why wouldn't you do that? And mm-hmm. then they could either they're gonna say it real fast or they're gonna go. I don't want to answer that. And then they should go, why don't I want to answer that? 
So, like, on the website, there's a few, there's, like, a look inside. It's, it's hey, let, you know, if we were to live off the grid for a weekend, is that, oh, yay, our heads are so clear, or we need phones, our phones to feel alive. Like, that, and that bridges that gap of, this sounds amazing, but is it realistic? Yeah. And then there's, shit like, microdose together with mushrooms and spit in each other's face during sex. Yeah. And I think it's like things that people would never think of, but it's great conversation. But like you should talk about and some exactly. of these things. Exactly. Like, like that's these some are like kind deep of, dive like shit, But these are some like yeah. topics of, yeah, what about having sex for 30 days straight? Or well, I got you know, that one, what, actually. That one Rachel I got. Hollis from the uh, Girl, Wash Your Face. <laughs> that one I got. Because their sexy September. Wait, what is that one? Uh, Rachel Hollis wrote about it in Girl, Wash Your Face. They, She and Dave used to do this. Obviously, they're getting divorced, so I don't know if this is a good example. But um, <laughs> they, like, at the time when she was writing it, she said it was very successful that they did this thing called Sexy September. And they would, you know, and make it a, a point to have sex every day for the 30 days. Mm, but where did not, you get it? I got it from my ex-wife. She brought it up to us before about... A six months or a year before we got divorced, before she left, she goes, I read this thing. It's sex for th- every day for 30 days. And I was like, all right, cool. And then it just didn't happen. So it stayed with me. I should have done that. Or we should have done that. Or what would that be like? Because she read that it actually made them more, more like closer together. But it was also like, she goes, in the per- I think it might have been the same person that she read it yes, that you were sure. saying that. Yes. But I think yes. even that person mentioned, even if you're pissed at each other, like you have to do it. Yeah. And that is that's even a whole new level. If you're exhausted, level. if you're if there's like yeah, stress no. with the kids, but no, but it, I don't it like became, being told what to do. So well, no, I know. This you. is but if if you're part of the <laughs> if you're part of the discussion and you're saying like we're gonna make this a priority, like intimacy time, it doesn't have to be like sex like it can be parts of sex like it doesn't have to be it can just be an intimate physical mm-hmm. act oh no like i think my mom it's right. clearly like you just have to have sex like for 30 days there has okay. to be like yeah sex. there has to be intercourse <laughs> yeah. i don't agree with things that. have that's to go into saying, things though. that's fine that's what he's saying <laughs> but i just i i would be interested to continue this conversation at another time okay <laughs> but though know, in that yeah it's it's just bringing that out of you right and even the other ones spin each other's face during sex that's something something that i want to do i just thought like <laughs> but i was like how What's fucking hilarious that would start a conversation yeah i was just like how funny is this going to be if someone reads this together as a couple then there's a part of me just being like oh this is devious and hilarious like <laughs> who's what? really gonna want to spit we're gonna find out some shit and exactly. they're gonna tell me exactly and it's though. gonna be amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it also awesome. opens. It's like you learn more about them. So my hope is that, and and it's it's not a joke. It's the book to see if you should keep dating each other. Should burn this shit right. to the ground. Yes, yeah. Because like my like hope it. is that people are I with the too. right people, and mm-hmm. I have I ha- I know people that are in relationships and they're miserable. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you want to stay in this? And I know it's it's easy for me to be on shore yelling to someone drowning, like, just swim. And they're like, I don't know how to. It's, you'll figure it out as I stand here on the beach. It's, it's safe for me to tell that to someone when they're in it. But my mission of statement in life is just have a fucking blast as much as you can. And mm-hmm. if you're, like, connected to someone, like, my biggest fear is to ever, my biggest fear was to get divorced. And that happened. So my other biggest fear is I don't want that to ever happen again. This is why I, th- I think I've been single for six years. Yeah. It dated someone for a short amount of time, but there was no, we, it was great. It was awesome. She was a great person. She ended up meeting someone and she got married and I 
totally love it. It's like, she was such a fantastic person. And I was like, wow, that's growth. I'm happy for her. She left me, my ego stayed at the door and I'm excited that she found who she needed to be with. Mm-hmm. But like my biggest fear is that I never would want to be with someone who I was miserable with because mm-hmm. I had that prior to getting married. And when I got married, I was like, oh my God, I have the thing. This is what I've always wanted. This is great. And then she, she was like, hey, yeah, I don't want to stay with you. I don't think I was ever in love with you. And I'm leaving you for this guy who's like our mutual friend. And I'm like, but we were like the thing I always wanted. So it's to have to go through that and have other people go through that. It's just, I don't know. It's sad. It sucks. So I think okay. having a book like this, it's fun and it's hilarious to me. But it's also, is this really, it's, this might save us individually for not going mm-hmm. through this bullshit. It's giving people the opportunity to be courageous and say, you know what, based on these conversations, like maybe this isn't the best fit. And maybe if you're impacting others and saying, you know what, you don't have to stay out of obligation. You don't have to stay just because you put in the time. Like it's not prison. Right. You're not going to get paroled. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? And it's like, not this all or nothing thing right. of, oh, you're miserable. You should just leave. Mm, no, I don't believe in that. Right. If you're miserable, what actions are you taking within that relationship to nurture it, improve it, make it better yeah. within yeah. yourself? Once you've done all of that due diligence, then if it continues, like I get, I'm not. Right. Again, for the 20th time on the show, I am not saying I am anti or pro-divorce or anti-staying for children. I am saying healthy pro-relationships that require daily effort and daily choice. Not like, oh, we're married now. And so I, we are it. I have reached it, the pinnacle. And now I'm straight chilling. No. You had to continue to Mm -hmm. invest. And that's the thing I see all the time is people are just like, we're married now. So like it They've was magic. Reached. Like the going to the altar right. was the magic yeah, uh, right. uh, ceremony that was going to be like, and here we are. And the shaman blessed us, and now we're ready to go. You still have to continue right. to do the, the work. Is the, and and yeah. you're, and a lot of times you get caught up because of all the the science. You're caught up in all that shit and neuroscience mm-hmm. and the chemicals and the mm-hmm. excitement of planning and dealing with everybody else's expectations and dealing with your childhood shit and your parenting shit and mm-hmm. your sister shit and your uncles, brothers, cousins, like all that shit that's pound on, that's piled up on you. And unless you're at the point where you're going to look at it from the perspective of this is, I figured out what works for me. And now I'm going to be open to mm-hmm. looking at, to see if somebody I can find that will match that. See if I can right. find somebody that will match And that. when I do, yeah. and I find that person, I'm going to commit to them and to myself to make that effort every day. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just, we've reached the pinnacle and now I'm on cruise control. Yeah. It's like having your own business, which is such a, it's, I don't want to have that bridge be exactly that, but it's, you can't just go, everything's working great. I'll just stop making effort. Oh. It, it's across the board of everything. You know, it's, oh, I lost 10 pounds. That's, that means I'll stop running now and just go back to eating shitty as fuck. I <laughs> got to keep doing it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So today on the show, we had Mike Doyle. Mike, please tell our listeners how they can connect and find you. You can find me on Instagram at yourdailybread, B-R-E-D. You can also go to yourdailybread.com. And that's it. So I just want to plug the comic. And apparently you can find him in bars around Raleigh. Correct. And I just want you guys to know that during the show, I Googled relationship expert hot guy, and he is the only one that came up. His name <laughs> is, for the record, Matthew Hussey. 
H-U-S-S-E-Y. That's an appropriate name for a... Such a oh, hussy. I'm, prob- I'm probably jacking up his name. I'm sorry, dude. His name's Matthew. Right, H-U-S-E-Y. Well, H-U-S-S-E-Y. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm. whatever. Well, I don't. But see, Joe, you just Googled <laughs> relationship expert hot, hot guy. guy. <laughs> All right. Because that's his Doyle. brand. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. It has seriously been a pleasure. Can't wait to actually have you live in the studio um, so I can take your picture. Hell yeah. Just the last blast, plug man. there. Put your face out there. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 